0: Hello, you're listening to Tony Tang is Everybody's Best Friend, the podcast that wants to be your pal. If you're new to the podcast, this is a way I'm documenting my journey to becoming a better friend, which consists entirely of talking to my good friends about what being a good friend means to them. On this week's episode, Jeff Sargent. Jeff had to move around a bit to different cities for work, and that's forced him to make friends in each port of call. He has lots to say about that experience. And one big takeaway I got from our chat was that it's important to be honest in friendship, but you don't necessarily start there on day one. And we get into what that means and what it takes to get there organically. Great. Here's my talk with Jeff.
1: You know, I was thinking about this earlier today, and I don't recall clearly... But I know that we obviously went to the same school together. We went to VC. Grade 9, we were in the same homeroom. That's right. Mr. Howie. 9-1. 9-1. Right? Yeah. I obviously knew you before that in grade 8, but not well, I don't think. But I had, uh, out of our like greater circle of friends, in any case, I know for sure we were in the same homeroom in 9-1, so we had mm-hmm. uh, most classes together that year. I don't know. I I don't think we really hung out until grade 9, grade 10, that sort of era. I don't think I really hung out with
0: people in high school until like grade 11 or 12, actually. <laughs> Maybe it was a bit
1: later. But like at at school anyway. We oh, like more in the lunchroom? Sure. Yeah. yeah, that happens. But in terms of extracurricular outside of school, yeah, certainly grade 11, 12.
0: I don't think I got out much before grade 11 or 12.
1: Well, it's hard when, you know, we don't drive. We're reliant on other people to ferry us around. That's
0: true. I don't recall but having you, my mom.
1: You have yeah. an earlier birthday, so you actually had your license earlier than most of us. Actually, did. that was my mom's
0: doing. Like, oh. my 16th
1: birthday, she drove me to get my learners. So you didn't have the, like pardon the pun, the drive to go and get your learner's like right away. Well, I didn't fight it. Right. And, like <laughs> really, I, I but, couldn't do it earlier than yeah, that. So no, I but, guess we'll never know,
0: Jeff. It's hmm. true. <laughs> no, but it, it was good. I, that freedom, um, it changes everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it does. And university, I think we
1: hung out a bit too. Yes. Yeah. For yeah. the first couple of years anyway. Yeah. And then, cause you were in, I was in, in arts at UBC and you were not. I was in science. Yes. I believe in science, Jeff. Yes. Well, as do I. I'm just okay. not very good at it. Okay. So <laughs> that's why I didn't do, go into it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we hung out quite a bit. I would say grade, grade 11, 12, and then into first couple years of university, I think we saw quite a bit of each other. So, I thought a bit about this, and it's almost like
0: staying at the university in your city kind of um, forces you to hang out with people you already know. And yeah. just for a personality like mine, it's hard to make new friends in that scenario, which isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to hang out with you more. But it's, it's just like, maybe that's why I'm such a crappy friend
1: sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love how you say you're a crappy friend sometimes. I don't think you are at all. Oh, I, I mean, every, we all have our moments, right? That's sweet, um, yeah, Yeah, that, that's but, true. But that's an interesting point you make. So I moved around a lot for, for work and I found that, you know, when you move to a city and in some cases I was moving to a place that I had never been to before, it's pretty difficult to, uh, to start fresh, to meet a new group of friends. There's different ways that I've found to do that, but uh, it's not easy and that was a, that's a big challenge and I had more trouble with that than I ever thought I would. You know, I didn't think about that because because when you're starting to talk about that, I was like, oh,
0: yeah, he probably makes a lot of friends everywhere he goes. And it's so easy. But like thinking back on it,
1: making friends as adults is super hard. It's so hard. And I, I don't know why I think well, when you're when you're young kids like preschool and elementary school age, you're just kind of forced into it. In fact, I think your parents kind of make friends for you in a way. Right. Because they set up your social calendar. Right. And kind of the common understanding is that, yeah, we're going to be friends now because we're here together. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like you're in the same room, so you're going to be friends whether you like it or not. But it's just interesting because that's how you form friendships, you know, uh, through through school, basically. Um, you know, and then when when kids are little and their parents are organizing birthday parties or whatever, I mean, that's... They do all of the work. It's rarely, I think, at a very young age do kids really choose who their friends are and who they hang out with. I think, you know, when you get a bit older into, you know, higher elementary grades and then into high school, things really change then, I think, because you're more independent, um, branch, you know, you branch out into more different areas, whether it's through sports or extracurricular activities, music, whatever, common interest, you find other people with common interests yourself, as opposed to your parents guiding you. And then when you get into like full on adulthood and that opens up a whole other can of worms and, and it gets more complicated.
0: Because most people I talk to here are like, yeah, I'm an adult now. I have enough friends. I don't need to hang out with this person. <laughs> and especially if it's like a work situation. Like yeah. I hang out, we're here 40 hours a week.
1: I've got friends.
0: We're not, we don't have to be friends anymore.
1: But, but that's interesting because, you know, I mentioned like moving different places. And when I've done that, I have found that I've kind of started with people that i know at work but then kind of parlay that into a, a wider circle of people because you know i've moved to places where like i said i don't really know anybody the only people i know are my coworkers, at least at first and then so maybe you start hanging out once in a while you go for some you know drink or something after work one night or catch a movie or whatever right like what does that look like though like at work would you be like oh hey do you want to hang out or do you get invited When I was in Prince George, where I lived for uh, two and a half years, I was working at a a radio station there, and I knew a couple people there, but they were like extended family, and I didn't even see them that much. But Uh that's the only people I really knew when I moved there. Um, But I started, you know, becoming more acquainted with people at work, but it wasn't necessarily people that I had direct contact with at work all the time. I worked in a newsroom there, very small, maybe five people tops. Didn't hang out with them so much, but it was other people in other departments in the building. Um, so some of the DJs that I got to know a little bit more, and uh, and a couple people in the sales department that I got to know a little so bit kinda more. Kind of like an age thing, you think, or no? I, I don't know. I mean, oh. there was a, a bit of a variety in age. Okay. I was the people that I worked with most closely were actually very close to my age, so we had that in common um but i found other things in common with some other people in the building we had more i had more mutual interest with other people um you know whether it was sports or or whatever so i think i don't remember one particular incident or not incidents bad way to put one particular (laughs) you know event or whatever but
0: hr has those incidents on file that's right yeah
1: yeah. (laughs) and uh But, you know, I think a couple of the DJs were going to go out uh, for like a Wings night or something. And they invited me as probably a a nice gesture as I go, he's the new guy. He doesn't know anyone. So let's invite him out and, you know, sort of develop a friendship that way. Hit it Mm -hmm. off. And then, you know, you see them a bit more. And then in those, maybe there's other people that they know that also are out that night. And then you sort of become friends with those people. And in my line of work, I did a lot of stuff outside of the building, you know, covering news events and that sort of thing. So I'd get to meet other reporters. Like I met, I made a good friend with a, a newspaper reporter that I'd see once in a while, maybe once or twice a week. And then one day we just say, Hey, let's go grab a beer one night. And then, so kind of develop a friendship that way. And so it, it sort of evolves over time, but um, I've sort of been able to use work co- uh, colleagues at work to At least make a start and start branching out. Like I have trouble with that because when you're in
0: person and you talk and you're friendly and you've common interests, that kind of lends itself to friendship, especially when you're in a town where you don't have too many connections yet. Right. But my always biggest fear is doing that in person and having people on the other end feel like... Uh, like a LinkedIn request, <laughs>
1: it's like, well, I guess I have to accept.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and also there's that aspect of like, oh, what does this person want from me? Uh, this is all just me projecting onto them, um, and maybe feeling that when other people request to connect with me on LinkedIn. But um, I just have a lot of respect for people like you who knew that very well.
1: Well, thank you, but I don't. I you know I I don't think it was a a clear directive in me that I you know I didn't say. All right. This is my plan. This is how I'm gonna meet people. It just sort of happens, and I didn't force it. I didn't really put effort into it. It just sort of was a natural progression. Um, it worked there. in In other places, it it hasn't worked as well for whatever reason. I moved uh, at one point. I was in Saskatoon, not for. I wasn't there very long, and um, I actually think I, I I left in the end just because I wasn't happy with the job. I wasn't happy with. My entire life situation at the time. And since I, I, I was kind of felt alone there, um, I was working bad hours, like evenings, weekends, sort of thing. Um, when I was off like Monday, Tuesdays, nobody really wants to go on a Monday or Tuesday during <laughs> the day. So that made it difficult. But it was really difficult for me there to to really get to know people, uh, in a, in a different city that I had never been to before in a different province. Um, so it didn't work out so well that way. I probably could have done things a bit better in hindsight. I probably could have been a bit more proactive, but I think before I never had to be, I think before, like I said, it, it kind of, uh, I should say that I was in Prince George after Saskatoon, but in those cases where it went well for me, it just sort of happened naturally, um, And I didn't have to worry about being proactive in meeting people and being the proactive, you know, wannabe friend or whatever you want to call it. Uh, in other places, uh, you know, I, I did struggle because I didn't know what to do because it wasn't naturally developing.
0: Yeah, I guess people feel that when they're like, oh, this guy wants to be my friend too much. Like, what is this?
1: Yeah. And I guess it, you know, I never, I didn't, that was in my mind for sure. I didn't want to be that guy. (laughs) Um, you know, I didn't want to be invited out for pity either, but, um, you know, it, it really is, is difficult and, you know, we're, we're social people by nature. Um, we want to be, uh, not all the time being alone is very good sometimes too, but, you know, generally speaking, most people want to be, appreciated by others want to interact with others in a social like setting and if you don't have that um for an extended period of time it's pretty tough no it's totally lonely when you if you don't get to hang out with friends for a long time yeah yeah, yeah. and i should say when you're in places like that and you know, Facebook and things like that are a great way to to keep up with people. And I certainly have reconnected with people by social media and people that I might have otherwise totally lost touch with over time. In the same way, it's, it kind of, it's, uh, if you're lonely and you're, you know, you kind of have that distance from people, it is Facebook can only do so much, you know, <laughs> you need, you want to be close to people, right? So yeah. Well,
0: in this podcast, it's not just about, you know, meeting friends. It's actually more on like your existing friends and how you yeah. can be a better friend with them. Um, were there any times in your life where you were, you did something, or you said something and just based on how your friends reacted, you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that or maybe I'm actually not that great of a friend and I should try to be a better friend.
1: I can't think of anything in particular. Certainly, I, I've had cases where, you know, friendships have fallen apart for whatever reason uh, or, or whatever. I I think though, that I'm, I'm not the best listener in the world. Um, I think I need to do more of that for sure. And I think in the, in the past I've, you know, not really paid attention to other people's situations or what's going on with their life as much as I should have. Um, So maybe, I guess, being a little selfish at times, I guess, is probably the best way to put it. I don't know. Like, how did you notice that?
0: Like, what made you... Certainly,
1: I don't think this is something that most people, I don't know, certainly that me, doesn't notice at the time. But looking back, I think there's, there's times where, you know, I've maybe allowed little things to become too big and create a, a wedge maybe sometimes not not like nothing huge or anything but um you know i think i i have a tendency to make mountains out of molehills sometimes and i think that certainly had a, an effect on friendships at sometimes uh throughout my life for sure Oh, you mean like someone said something you take it away that they weren't either, intending either or, that they weren't okay. intending or even if it was you know something meant to be offensive like I maybe exacerbated that and added to it, right? Instead of I, I get defensive, so I think that's not good. I think I I should there's definitely times when I, I should have been more attentive to people and, and listened more um instead of just talking. But that comes with age too,
0: because you, yeah. you see like oh, 70 year seven-year-old guys and they don't they know what's important and they
1: don't care about stuff. Yeah, I think it definitely as people get older, you, yeah, you don't sweat the small stuff as much. I can't wait till I reach that age because uh, it's hard. I being I can, a but I yeah. can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, I guess I'm not answering your question very well, though.
0: Um, no, I guess I was just asking. Like, was there a time when when you realized, oh, I, I was, I'm not, I didn't listen very well
1: yeah absolutely there there have been many times that i think that's happened because
0: for me it's like i've noticed just today that this happens a lot at work when someone's talking to me i I work with kind of a small team it seems like my catchphrase these days is i wasn't listening can you say that whole thing again (laughs) which at work is it's fine but then it's kept crept in at home and i say that to my wife now sometimes
1: and that's not nice um i think it's better than pretending you heard and and just moving along, you know. Better to admit it at the time, you yeah. know. If you know, instead of because they can of, tell. Uh, you, I think people can usually yeah. tell. Not always, but uh, but yeah, guess so.
0: Um. So when I say good friend, is there someone that that you think of immediately? And if so, is it
1: is there something that they do that makes you think
0: that they're a really good friend?
1: There's not one friend that I have that possesses. All terrific qualities, right? Not that I'm looking for faults in people, but... I, I th- am. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it's... Uh, um, so there's a few different people that uh, that I, I would say, well, they're great at this, but not as much as this because he or she is better at that. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's... Uh, and I think over time, again, what I would have valued even 10 years ago in a is in a great friend might have changed to today um but yeah if there's someone that that i I would think of in particular i would say he's honest with me and always has been um i think that develops over a closer friendship because you know there's different levels of people and someone you see not that often you're probably gonna have a good time with them like you're going to enjoy their company. Yeah. Uh, If you see this person a few times a year or whatever, um, you know, conversations probably pretty light most of the time and you have no reason to, you know, get into it over anything. But if you see someone more often, there's more chance of a, of an argument or something happening right because well, you're able to be more of yourself when you get to yes. know the other person and what they'll accept yeah exactly
0: you, when you were talking about making friends in prince george i was thinking of like remember that tv show friends yeah of the course. first the first season they were like normal people yeah and then by the last one joey was all about sandwiches and ross was doing the weird whatever <laughs> the like,
1: quirks come out exactly yeah and yeah. and
0: you, you don't want to show your quirks the first time you meet well someone. you might scare people right exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how did that relate to what you were talking? Just so like, well, no, you're I able think, to I be think, honest. you know, this yeah. one
1: friend that I think of, he's been very honest with me and uh, on multiple occasions has told me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. And that's Im- that's important, yeah. for sure. Um, a lot of the time people will just reinforce positivity, like like as a coach or a teacher or a mentor would. But you need to, you know, that that's good to a point, but realism has to factor in at some point right mm. so i think that's what i value a lot is is uh honesty and, and not because this person's trying to put me in my place or put me down but is trying to help yeah and i think you knowing
0: that that person wants the best for you it helps with that too not just helping that person give you the truth but also f- for you to receive it um th- that understanding
1: needs to be there that you're getting this truth because it's good for you. Yeah. And sometimes I have not liked the answer, but you know, on sober second thought, you know, it I realize, eh, okay, that makes sense. But that's what I mean, like honest assessment or of a or or whatever to to be helpful and yeah.
0: Maybe that's like I started this podcast because I was trying to be a better friend. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the things that people kept asking me was why do you have to be a better friend? And it sounds like, still from a selfish perspective, that um, one reason to be a good friend is so that you foster these relationships where people will tell you the truth that you need to hear to be a better person to really kind of advance as a human being to the next level.
1: (laughs) That was deep. I thought you were going to say the next dimension for some reason. Where are we going here? But no... I know what you mean, uh, but again, not just anyone can say that. Like, just as you can't show your quirks to someone that you're just getting to know, um, you know, you don't want to be just brutally honest with them right off the bat because that probably will end that friendship pretty quick. I've that, tried it's that; a, it's a it, t- yeah, development of work. trust over time. Yeah, right.
0: Do you have any tips for people trying to be better
1: friends? I, again, I think two things that I've touched on already in previous discussions here, um, listening, being aware. And, um, uh, I, I, in listening to your podcast with Alf, he made a good point. And I think he, it was a, a, uh, comment he made about like that ideal friend or, or someone that he, you know, something he values in someone who is being empathetic and uh, not everyone has great empathetic abilities. Um, but some people are just naturally more in tune with what other people are thinking or feeling than others. Um, but I think that everyone can work towards uh, being more empathetic by listening, by, you know, knowing what's going on in their life. And I think being uh, showing interest in, in what's going on with someone, you know, asking asking questions that about that person's life. How are things going? Um, you know, oh, you got a new job. How's that going? Um, you know, I, I don't think people, uh, it's funny people I find with me, I get those sort of questions more often from people I don't know very well than people I do know well that may really? not even know the answer to those questions. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think that's something that, uh, that people can maybe, keep in mind, just be, be, in, be a little more in tune, be more attentive and show, uh, show interest in, um, and you know, that you're, uh, that you care, that you're interested in their well being and stuff like that. But, but it's like,
0: um, part of that and in showing interest, it has to come from an organic place. You can't fake that stuff. No, very it, true. Yeah. You know, Cause people can tell. So it really takes work into, um, I guess it's not that it takes work.
1: I think what what you're trying to say yeah. is like, it's important to do that, but you can't do it just for the sake of doing it.
0: Yeah. It needs to be genuine interest in the you other know, person. You're not and... the
1: server at a restaurant that comes around after a few bites and asks how things are. They don't really care. They just have to do it. Yeah. But you know, it's, not, it's not that. It's you You should have that genuineness about it. I I think that goes back to our whole thing, I guess, about, like I was saying about organics, a great word for it. Um Friendships have to grow and evolve organically. You can't force it. You just, you, you can't because it, it won't work.
0: You know, who's really good at that. I'm going to say his full name, Rob Perungo. Ah, He's yeah. really good at, you know, talking to people and asking about their interests. Cause he,
1: for some reason is genuinely interested in the other person. It's interesting. Some people are just that way. I don't see Rob. I, I man, I haven't seen him in probably five years. He's, uh but, um, in ottawa, he's living in ottawa think, yeah. yeah but he's one of those guys like you know obviously saw at school quite a bit didn't hang out with him a lot but but always thought highly of him you know he was always a friendly guy and um and even after after school when i have seen him which again is not very often but he's uh yeah he's a he's a very nice guy and and someone that i would like like not would like someone I enjoy talking to, yeah. absolutely. So, Rob, if you're listening, reach out to Jeff, he'd like to talk to you. <laughs> apparently,
0: um, which brings me to my next question,
1: Jeff. Yeah, where can people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter if you're so inclined. It's at Jeff the Sarge, J E F F T H E S A R G E. Um, I tweet mostly sports stuff, um, I try to stay away from politics and stuff like that on twitter it's just it's too much there's enough of that on twitter already. exactly it's yeah. just no twitter should be it's a good source of information but and and i've used it a lot for for my work because i was in news uh and in sports media over the last several years so i've used it a lot for work that's part of the reason why you'll see a lot of sports related tweets on there but i also um, just about from my own you know, watching as a fan here and there. Um, But yeah, that's probably the best way to follow me if someone really wants to do that. Um, I do have a blog, a hockey blog that I've been working on. Um, It... (laughs) I meant it to be sort of a wide ranging thing on different levels of hockey, but it's it seems to have stuck mostly at the BCHL level, which is the one I'm most familiar with uh, the last few years of my life. It's got to uh, be organic, Jeff. You can't uh, force exactly. See, it Exactly. See, it grows and maybe it'll morph into something else. I don't know. But yeah, uh, there's actually a link to that on my Twitter bio. So if someone uh, is so uh, inclined to do that. Awesome! Yeah.
0: Thanks for coming to talk to me. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for being a good friend.
1: Thank you for being a good friend.
0: So that was my talk with Jeff. Just be friends organically. So it's not weird and be sincerely interested in how your friends are doing. Because that's how we are going to all level up. And shout out to Rob Perungo Jeff and I want to know uh, how you're doing. Maybe I'll text you separately in case you probably don't listen to this podcast. Alright, that's the show for this week. Thanks for listening. The opening theme is by Ben Sound and the closing theme is by Purple Planet. As always, you can let me know what you think of the show. On Twitter, I'm at Tony TonyTung. You can also find the show on Facebook at Tony Tongue Podcast. Thank you. I'm Tony Tung, and you've been listening to Tony Tung is Everybody's Best Friend, the podcast that wants to be your pal.